Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about finding success, finding successful people, finding success in your life, finding success in your business, and yes, even finding success in your relationships. When we go to hire, we want to hire somebody that's going to be impactful and make our company more successful. When we go out to date, we want to date somebody that we can have a successful relationship. I don't think anybody goes out on a date saying, you know, I hope I meet somebody that's going to treat me really, really bad and it's going to be a horrible situation. But, you know, all of us that have dated, we've all had those kind of situations. And then, of course, when it comes to finding success, we want to make sure that we do the things inside of us that keep us away from success too, that we remove those barriers and those things that get in our way. So, you know, there's all of those different aspects to success. What do you think? What do you do? Who do you surround yourself with? And then, you know, just even purely, how do you show up in the world? So there's a lot of nuances to it, and I'm so excited to be able to bring these guests to you today so that we can talk about how to find success. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that this is your first time tuning in, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister and international best-selling author of 22 books and counting, and I do help people write, publish, market their books to bestseller, and even more fun than that is discover their voice, their purpose, their passion, and that thing they're meant to do in life so that they can change the world and live as a thriving entrepreneur. How does that sound for a way to help you find success? Today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk all about finding success, how to make a difference in the world that only you can make, and how you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. I'm looking forward to bringing these guests to you. And so without further ado, let's jump right in to our first guest. Join me in welcoming Dom the Hypnotist. Hey, Dom, how are you doing today? I'm amazing, Steve. How are you? I am doing really good. Um, I've got so many interesting questions I want to ask you. But first, tell us just a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm a hypnotist and um uh, it's funny. One of my buddies, this a few years ago, I had a different name for like a company. It goes, look, man, you just got to go by Dom the hypnotist. That way, when people see your name, they'll just already know what you're about and they don't have to guess or anything. So I go by uh, Dom the hypnotist, but I'm more than just a hypnotist. I'm a father. I'm a fiance. I'm a friend, a businessman, a dad, a every, everything you can think of. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be with you here today and go deep into whatever subject you'd like to know about. And I'm guessing from your name that um, what you're specialized in is hypnotism. Is that correct? Yeah, so I specialize in hypnotism and uh, I work with a specific type of uh, problem for people, which is helping 
business owners and salespeople get over their subconscious blocks that are holding them back from getting to the next level, whether that's, you know, they're a solopreneur and they want to scale, but they have blocks around delegation, duplication, things like that. Maybe they're a business owner. They're afraid to go on camera because they're afraid of what people will think, or they are stuck in a plateau and they're kind of happy with where they're, well, I wouldn't say happy with where they're at. They're uncomfortable where they're comfortable where they're at, but unhappy with it at the same time. It's kind of like the big fish in a small pond scenario. So helping them get out of that comfortability zone and get to that next level that they know that they want and that they deserve. And so, you know, and if anybody's ever subconsciously felt like they self-sabotage and they have these patterns that repeat that hold them back, that's what um, myself and my team specialize in. So you have a whole team full of people that you've now uh, trained to do the hypnotism process as well? Yeah. So there's about 17 people on my team. A couple of those are, you know, I'm like my COO and a couple admin, but we've got about, uh, what, 10, 10 of those are, you know, trained in hypnotherapy and everything like that. So yeah, we've built it out to having more than just a, a one-man show, you know? So because we're on the radio right now, um, the first question that has been coming to my mind ever since I saw you booked was, can you hypnotize somebody without any visual element to it? You definitely can. Um, it's it, it depends on what the person wants, right? If it's Okay, let me give you an example. In hypnosis, we do something called a convincer, which it basically is, it's a technique to show somebody what hypnosis feels like, because most people have the com complete wrong idea of how, what hypnosis actually is just because of Hollywood and how they make it seem. So we'll do a convincer, which gets you to experience what hypnosis is while fully being conscious and awake. Um, now, if I were to do that with somebody, then we would need, I would need to see you. Um, if it's just hypnotizing them to go into their subconscious and figure out what blocks need to be removed and, you know, what's holding them back that can be done via, you know, phone or whatever the case may be. I love that. So when you're hypnotizing somebody, because I think a lot of us have seen too much television and that's what we have in mind. Um, what's it really like? I mean, is it the kind of thing where you could make somebody stand on their head and squawk like a chicken or um, what, what's it really like? Yeah, all that stuff is real. That's uh, stage hypnosis and stage, stage hypnosis has its place. Now, there's only a certain amount of people that will allow themselves to go through a stage hypnosis show. But just because you won't go through a stage hypnosis show doesn't mean you can't be hypnotized. It just means that you're not willing to go up in front of a group of strangers and act silly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't be hypnotized. So hip, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And we've all experienced hypnosis many times throughout our lives. So if you've ever been driving and suddenly, you know, your mind water, wanders off and suddenly you arrive at your destination, and you don't really remember the drive too much, you know, you almost seem like you lost track of time or 
maybe you're doing something that you loved and you love and you're so enveloped in the moment that hours seem like minutes. Well, when you're in those states, that is, you're, you're in a state of hypnosis. It's the same thing as daydreaming or being in a meditative state. So that's what hypnosis actually is. I love that. That brings it into so much focus. So technically, um, when we're hypnotizing ourselves, one of the biggest things that we really need to learn is how to powerfully, uh, impactfully, if you will, even hypnotize ourselves. Is that a, a fair statement? Yeah. And self-hypnosis is actually really easy once you understand. And obviously there's different methods or different things you can do. Um, uh, really what we're doing in hypnosis is developing a relationship with your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is like a child, right? And, and if a child isn't being parented, it you know, might pick up some bad habits. So our conscious mind is what parents the subconscious mind, but nobody ever teaches us this stuff. So we just run around our lives and our subconscious mind kind of just controls everything. So through self-hypnosis, you can program your subconscious mind and, and sort of, and I don't even say sort of, you will develop a relationship with it so that you can understand what's going on in the subconscious and also direct it to get the outcomes of what you desire. Because most people, their subconscious mind is controlling them instead of the opposite. And once you get control, you can really start to use it to create the life that you want. I love that. So let's then go a little deeper with that. Let's talk about some of the things that people should do starting off to begin to intentionally um, hypnotize themselves, motivate themselves, move them to a better place. Yeah. So it's all about your imagination. So, you know, whenever you are unmotivated, it's typically because there's no pain if you don't take action and there's no reward if you take action. And, and if there is pain or reward, it's way out in the future. So what I mean by that is the reason why people are overweight is because they're not going to die today if they eat a box of cookies, right? It's going to be years from now where they slowly over time, you know, gain weight, develop diabetes, high blood pressure, things like that. So since the pain is so far off in the future, people tend to stay stuck in that comfortability zone, um, doing things that they they know they shouldn't do. Now, on the opposite end, you know, if if I said, hey, if you work out one day today, tomorrow, you're going to have the body of your dreams. Well, everybody would do it, right? Because the excitement, the pleasure, the the reward is so close to us that we'll take action. But again, same thing as the pain is so far off in the future, the reward is so far off in the future, three months, six months, a year, that people tend to get stuck and not take action. So the way that you would begin to hypnotize yourself and begin to start to create the reality, reality that you want is you got to look at, hey, you got to imagine in your mind, what are the long-term consequences if I stay down this path of overeating, of procrastinating, of whatever the case may be, right? Where's my life going to be five years, 10 years, 20 years. And then on the other hand, you imagine in your mind, just using simple visualization, where your life is going to be a year, five years, 10 years down the road, when you do eat healthy, take action, exercise, and do all these things. And that begins to prime your brain to start to get these images in your mind. Because 
thoughts create uh, pictures in our mind, those pictures create feelings in our body. Well, when you don't have a clear picture of the future that you want, there's no feeling of that desire and that motivation to take action. But when you're visualizing it on a consistent basis, that picture becomes crystallized in your mind to where you become almost addicted to the outcome in a positive way of like, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to create the body that I want, the relationships that I want, the finances that I want. So that's how you begin to hypnotize yourself to get motivated and take action now. That's amazing. Um, it really does boil down to pain and pleasure and uh, which is going to motivate you and and how can you get yourself to that? Well, that's really cool. So um, let's talk a little bit more about specifically the services you do. Um, how do you specifically help people? Yeah. So the first thing we do is we do a deep dive into your subconscious mind. And this is actually something we do in an initial free consultation. So as I mentioned, um, you know, there's other people that are on my team and my teammate, uh, my teammates, my team members will uh, do that initial deep dive to figure out what we need to work on. Right. And um, you can either work with me or somebody on my team. And basically what happens is once we bring to the surface what the issue is, then we know what the action plan needs to be. So I'll share with you just a quick uh, just a quick little tidbit so you can understand what it is that we do. The other night I was at dinner with a very successful restauranteur. So this gentleman owns restaurants all over the world and the most exotic places and all this cool stuff. And we were at, this is actually the first time I met him and we were at dinner and he mentioned that he had some physical pain. And I said, Hey, do you want to get rid of your physical pain? And he kind of looked at me almost in disbelief. Like, what do you, you know, what do you mean? Uh, how can we get rid of my pain? So anyways, we did a quick little, you know, 10 minute ordeal. And what we discovered is that he was, you know, because he was wildly successful, he felt like he, uh, he felt guilty for being successful because his family wasn't and all his family, you know, they all, uh, were not successful financially. And then on top of that, they all had these uh, autoimmune issues, you know, arthritis, cancers, things like that. And so he felt subconsciously the way to stay connected to his family was to develop his own uh, autoimmune or his own pain for, uh, let's say, in his body. Because again, he's wildly successful. So everybody's like, oh man, so-and-so has it so easy. You know, his life is so great, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to lose that connection towards his family. So his body created this pain. So in a matter of 10 minutes, you know, we go from his pain being at a level eight all the way down to a level two. And the only reason we didn't get it to, to go all the way to zero is just because it was 1130 at night and it was, you know, it, it was a long day. So I told him, Hey, we'll finish this up. We'll finish this up at a later date. So now imagine, you know, that's like a health thing, right? But our health affects our businesses. If, if he's in pain all the time, He's going to be very short-tempered, angry, frustrated. Also, he won't be able to go as long, you know, had he not had the pain. So that's um, that's just, I mean, I could tell a million different stories. There's so many great ones, but that's uh, just a kind of a taste of what it is we do. I absolutely love that. So for people who would like to go deeper with you, uh, tell us a little bit about how they can get in contact with you and, and get their own free first initial assessment. Yeah, so they can go to domthehypnotist.com slash hypnosis slash Zoom. And they actually, it's not www, it's just domthehypnotist.com slash hypnosis slash Zoom. 
Uh, I also have a free app that people can download and you can get access to my money magnetism sleep hypnosis. So there's a fascinating story behind that. I'll give you the very short version, but essentially about a year ago or so, I created a sleep hypnosis for people to program their mind while they're sleeping to attract more abundance and more opportunities into their lives. And what happened was many people started getting amazing results, meaning that, you know, that money started flowing to them, their appointments started booking up calendar, you know, deals started closing, but then other people were having trouble hearing it. Well, what happened was the people that would have trouble hearing it, their mind. So, so essentially they, they could hear it for the first couple of days. They could hear it perfectly fine. And then suddenly out of nowhere, it would just start distorting on them to where it literally sounded like it was in a different language. And so through our process now, again, at the time, I didn't even know this was a thing. This all just was new to me. And again, there's a whole story behind it, but essentially what we do is we go in and we remove those blocks from people's minds and which allows them to be able to hear the recording again so that they can start to you know create that success. Because a lot of people hear the most common blocks. People feel guilty for being successful. They're afraid to show their success because they're afraid to be jealous or uh, th that uh, people will be jealous of them. They're afraid to lose their friends and family if they're successful because, again, people will look at them differently. They're afraid they won't be able to handle large amounts of success. They're afraid they won't be happy when they're successful. They believe that, um, I don't know if I said they can't manage the success or they're not smart enough. So these are all blocks that people have at a subconscious level. And believe it or not, you know, I have clients that are multi, multi, multi-millionaires who have these same issues. And maybe not all of them, but they definitely have uh, some of them and the recording will start distorting on them as well. So if people want to get access to that for free, they can go to their app store in the iOS or the Google Play Store and just type in Dom the Hypnotist and you download the app for free. You just, you know, put your name and email and you'll get immediate access to the money magnetism sleep hypnosis and then people can actually start listening to it for themselves that is really amazing um and just so people are from uh understand how to spell all those words in case you don't know how to spell hypnotist or hypnosis it's d-o-m-t-h-e-h-y-p-n-o-t-i-s-t dot com slash h-y-p-n-o-s-i-s slash zoom z-o-o-m that's right All and right. then dom the hypnotist on the uh on the app store yeah absolutely so dom before you go uh leave us with some words of encouragement yes uh encouragement about what exactly uh, life or or to join my program what do you mean by that well yeah in life and some things that we can get straight in our life yeah well i'll say from my own experience not too long ago, I was in a very rough place, you know, uh, in tons of debt, just didn't know where I wanted to be in my life. This is before I got into hypnosis. And then I stumbled into this. And uh, what I would say is figure out how to develop a relationship with your, with your mind to really, truly understand the inner workings of it. And this isn't like, you don't have to work with me. You can work with anybody, um, read books, consume content, do whatever you can to really develop that relationship because in a very short amount of time, um, not only myself, but I've helped many, many clients turn their lives around in every aspect uh, of their lives, their relationships, health, their finances, and 
it all comes down to understanding what's going on between their ears. And once you understand what's going on between your ears, you can really start to create and uh, build the life that you've always wanted. And it, and believe it or not, it will happen so fast, faster than you probably even realize is, is even possible. And in a matter of months or years, your entire life can shift to go down the path that you want. So that would be my words of encouragement. Figure out how to understand yourself at a deeper level. And uh, you'll the only thing you'll wish is you would have, you know, somebody would have taught this us uh, to us in elementary school. I love that. And I encourage everybody go to domthehypnotist.com forward slash hypnosis forward slash zoom. Um, I dare you actually to go through and watch all these videos and look at all of the things that people are saying about what Dom has been able to do for them and then be like, man, you know, I don't need that. <laughs> so right. I encourage you go to domthehypnotist.com forward slash hypnosis forward slash zoom. Dom, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Steve. 90%, probably more like 99% of all that we do really is that mental game. It's all of the trash that runs around in our head that is mostly what's getting in the way of our finding success, of our living successful, and of our being a thriving entrepreneur. I want you to think a little bit about that and maybe even see if there are some blocks you can release in your own life, even as you listen to this next commercial here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message. And I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. Steve, welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're looking at finding success. How can you find success in your life? We looked before at barriers, at blocks, at the things that get in our way, and we want to move on. We want to look at how can we recruit, how can we surround ourselves with people that help us get to an even better and even greater success in all that we do in our life, but especially what we do in our business. We really do want to be constantly finding success in all that we do and living as thriving entrepreneurs. So with that said, let's jump in to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Jonathan McLean. Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing really good. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, no, good question. So I am the founder and CEO of McLean Aesthetics Recruiting, which is a healthcare recruiting 
agency that focuses in on recruiting medical doctors, dermatologists, plastic surgeons, aesthetic nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and any, really any, any clinician that provides injectable services. So we really work to work with part of CEOs and partner with them. We really work with CEOs to partner with them to transform their business. I love that. So um, specifically, what kind of things do you do to help uh, those folks out? Yeah, so what we do is we partner with these CEOs to really find them top talent within the industry. And by providing them top talent, they're able to take a hold in their business, raise revenue, lower their retention rate, and overall have a better business. I love that. So what are some of the secrets to uh, not only getting good people, but then keeping them once you've got them? Yeah, that's a good question. So getting good people you have to search everywhere. It's not just going to come knocking at your door. So I always advise to hire a recruiter like myself, or if you have the time to do a really doing the due diligence and interviewing everybody you can in your market that matches your criteria and making a good informed decision, you want to be very slow to hire, very fast to fire. So get them in, really study and see if they're a good team person to be on your team. And then if they're not, then change them out and get somebody else in. But you really want to almost make it a craft. So really studying and really doing this consistently. And as far as keeping them, I think it really, I have a my master's in HR, so I've studied a lot about what it takes to retain great talent. But I think one of the top things is keeping your word. You know, whatever you say you're going to do, continue to do. And also provide good benefits, provide good ways that employees cannot just come to work every night, like doing a nine to five, but come to work and be excited about the opportunity to gain more. I love that. What are some of the additional kind of things that companies are doing these days to um, go above and beyond just it being a job, it being something that people are really connected to? Yeah, I think people are doing so many things these days. I mean, people are throwing so much money, so many benefits, car trips, incentives, things like that. But that those things aren't really what works. Everybody's not in it for the money. You have to have a very healthy environment, a place where people can grow on top of the great benefits, on top of the great, the great salary, and then a great working culture. You know, if somebody doesn't know information, they're scared to go ask somebody else or to gain insight, then they're going to consistently fail and fail. And that's just going to raise your retention rate and it cause you to keep hiring people over and over and over and over. So let's, you know, start with step one, fix the problem, make sure the culture is good and everything else will go from there. And I've heard a lot of people diss millennials and this is not my intention, but um, I have heard said that millennials care more about the good that the um, the company is doing in the world than necessarily even the bottom line of what the company is. Do you find that to be true? Yeah, I think it is. Like, I, I think a lot of people care about the causes that the company cares about. So if you're if the company's passionate about, you know, sick animals or countries, undeveloped countries or you know, health and wellness, that might be something that aligns with the employee and they might want to be more interactive with that company and want to join because it's more than just a job. It's aligned with what they do outside of working. So in what you had said before, you were talking about the concept of 
it really being, well, for lack of a better term, a full-time job, if you don't have an HR department at your company, is it really wiser to just bring on somebody like yourself than to try to keep up with that in, in addition to everything else that a CEO does? One second. I'm sorry. So sorry. One second. One second. George. I'm ready. You're on mute. You're on mute. There we go. Now we're back. Um, you know, the the whole concept that you were bringing up earlier about it really being full-time job recruiting constantly, um, is it really just better for somebody to bring on a person like yourself rather than uh, try to take that on with everything else that a CEO does? Yeah. If you're not experienced in recruiting and staffing, it's really important that you bring somebody like myself on board just simply because it's going to take you so long to do that when you can be focused on how to generate more money for your business, right? If you have the perfect person presented to you right to your door and you didn't have to worry about, hey, I got to find this, I got to post ads, I got to interview people, I got to go through all this, you could save so much money. So, and then also with recruiting and especially with my recruiting agency, I offer 60 day guarantee. So between day one and day 60, you get to kind of try that person out to see if they're a good fit. And if not, then we give you another great person in there. So you really want to have that that fall in cases like this. It brings up a good point. You mentioned earlier about being uh, slow to hire, but quick to fire. Um, what are some of the kind of things that people should be looking out for to determine that that person just isn't going to be a good fit? Yeah, I think what they should be looking out to determine if they're not going to be a good fit is if one, if they show up to the interview on time, if they're communicating well before prior to even getting the job. Two, is there, what are the red flags in their resume? Are they constantly changing jobs? Are they like doing three months here, six months here? And I understand things happen. People do change jobs. But if you're going to a job for three months and every three months you're changing your job, maybe that's not uh, a sign of a good employee. So things like that, you can check out and make sure, hey, is this a good um, sign of a good employee or not prior to even bringing them on board. What are some of the red flags or maybe even the questions you can ask that will help you understand in the interview process whether that person is a good fit? Mm -hmm. What does the next 90 days look like if I bring you on board? Perfect question. They're thinking ahead, which means that they're in it for the long run. So you can see their mind and their thought path. Uh, another good question is, how was your how was your schedule? How did you design your schedule at your last at your last position? You could see if they're well organized. Usually, people that are well organized plan ahead are in it for the long run. They're not just going to make hasty decisions to jump from a position to position. They're going to make decisions that align with what they're looking for. They want to stay there and grow. I love that. So here's one that I've always wondered. I mean, I've been in a few interviews over the course of my life. What is with the question about what kind of animal are you? <laughs> yeah, I think people, I think HR managers just throw things in there to, to see where your mind at. Like, let me catch them off guard. But I think it's really just to see what characteristics that you bring to the table, right? If you say you're a lion and you're a leader and you, you know, they just, it's another way to show what characteristics you bring to the table. So what is your favorite catch people off guard type of question that you ask? Yeah, I think the 90 day question catches a lot of people off guard. Most people are thinking like, 
if I get the job, what's the first day going to be, you know? But if somebody that's prepared and can bring like a plan of action, what they're going to do and how they're going to implement, I think it really throws people up or I see it throws me off. They have it done. So you bring up day one. I think that's an interesting thing. Are there red flags that come up on day one? I mean, of course, other than the person not showing up or getting there late, um, are there other things that you in talking to employers have been like, they always say it's like, yeah, if I would have noticed that I saw that on day one and I let it go by. Yeah, I think it's really asking questions. Like if they're not asking questions, they're not engaging because really day one is learning, right? Everybody's learning. You're not really doing any work. So if you're not asking questions, engaging, um, things like that, then that's pretty a red flag that this person's probably not going to work out. So they say that when a person makes a New Year's resolution on January 1st, that on average, a person makes it until about the 7th. Um, what is the average time span for the person who will say pulls the wool over your eyes, makes you think they're that great person before their true colors typically start coming out? Yeah, I always say 90 days. Give it 90 days for an employee when they're working and to see kind of what their work ethic is and what they bring to the table. If in 90 days you don't see any improvement or you don't see something that you like, then it's most likely not going to happen. You should start seeing glimpses. Now, I like to hire people that are on the newer side and train them up. So um, with that being said, you know, you, you just see their work ethic and what they can do. Maybe not so much their skill set. But even if they're experienced or not experienced, you should really see a work ethic. And I'm wanting to learn more, wanting to strive and wanting to be better at their role. It's a great point. What is, do you think it is easier than to just bring in somebody who knows nothing and teach them from scratch than to bring in somebody who, quote unquote, already knows what they're supposed to do? Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I do a lot of research. I follow a lot of people such as Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, Damon, Don, Damon John, um, Grant Cardone. And a lot of them, they, when they started their organizations, they brought on new new talent and kind of train them. I think it's good because they don't have the the jadedness of the other positions they've been in and what they learn and what they feel as though is the right way. Um, and I feel like they still have that creativity and that spark of, hey, this is what I imagine. I love imagine, like when people imagine things and they can just like be creative and bring that to the table. Every idea might not work out, but I guarantee if you keep pitching those ideas, something will happen. So I think, you know, in my case, it's good to bring someone new on and what I do sometimes. But although in other businesses, you need people that are already experienced. Like obviously if you're working in the hospital, we're, a new nurse is not gonna work out well in some units, you know? We don't have the time to do that. You know, we need somebody that's ready to go and hit the ground running. So it just depends on what type of setting you're in. Mm, I love that. So what would be the one piece of advice for people that are listening today that you would like to give them that can improve? I mean, obviously they need to hire you, but um, before that, that can improve their hiring um, the way that they do it. Yeah. I think one tip of advice is to always be networking, whether you're outside at an event or whether you're on LinkedIn or some social site, always be networking, always reach out to people and see where they're at in their path. Maybe you can connect right now. Maybe they can connect in the future. I know, I think people underestimate the future. You know, 
right now might not be a good time, but two months, three months down the line, they might be like, hey, you know what? Actually, I thought about what you said and I'm looking to switch positions. And that could be your golden star to help you get your business to the next level. So always, always, always be connecting. I love that. So for a person who is convinced now they want to work with you, um, how do people get in contact with you? Yes. Yes. Great question. So if you would like to work with me, if you're interested in recruiting services, consulting services, or just want to learn more, or you want to be a part of my team, go ahead and shoot me an email at info at McLeanAesthetics.com. So I-N-F-O at M-C-L-E-A-N-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S.com. I love it. Um, so before we go, give us some words of encouragement about um, you know, the potential for actually hiring that person you're looking for. Yeah, I know sometimes it can get hard. Like I speak to hiring managers all the time. Like I've been looking for three months. I've been looking for a long time. I can't find the perfect person. One, keep going, keep going, keep looking. They're out there. You just got to find them and you're going to be worth it rather than getting somebody that is not good at all. So keep, keep the, keep the process going. And two, although you, the process may be going, don't rush it. Take your time, identify what you want to have on your team and go with that. I love that. Well, Jonathan, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. No matter who you're recruiting, what kind of people you're surrounding yourself with or what kind of positions you need to fill in the team that you have around you in finding success you find that when you identify what you need and you choose to only accept the people who are going to move you that direction and help you go that way, that you can develop not only success in yourself, but even more excitingly, success in them too. Because you can give them the opportunity to shine in that thing that is their unique brilliance and they can make the difference in this world that only they can make what a cool thing and what an amazing way to live as a thriving entrepreneur we're going to take another commercial break and then we'll be right back here on thriving entrepreneur don't go away hi my name is steve kidd I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you... I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. This is Steve. Welcome back. 
Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Today we are talking about finding success. We are looking at the possibilities, all the things that you can do in your life that can allow you to have the success that you crave, the success that you were meant for, made for, and you deserve in your life. How do we go about finding success? How do we find it in our own personal lives? What are the things that are blocking us? And then in the last segment, we talked about how do we recruit a team around us of successful people and and keep them around once we've got them. And now we want to even talk about that thing that we all, of course, want to have success in, and that's dating and relationships. We want to help you in finding success in all of the things that you do so that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. And with that said, let's jump right in to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Cohen Garon. Hey, Cohen, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. So before we get uh, talking in anything more deep, let's talk first about who you are and how you show up in the world. Who I am. I'm 30 years old. Um, I've lived in 10 different countries in the past couple of years. Um, I have had a lot of different experiences, worked in different markets. I used to be in affiliate marketing and now more into the dating niche. And um, yeah, I'm trying to become the best version of myself, like um, I think a lot of others out there as well. Absolutely. So um, talk to us a little bit about, first of all, how you trans, uh, how you transformed, translated, transferred, whatever the right way of saying it is, um, from what you were doing previously to now working in the dating and relationship space. Yeah, so back in the days, um, I, I used to do SEO. So I would build websites, and those websites were about um, comparing products. So I would inform the consumer about which product they should buy and which product they should avoid. Um, and it was fun, but it was not that entertaining. And at the same time, um, I knew that there was a lot of different other things out there. And then I was working like 60 to 80 hours every week and I was very busy and I was living in Thailand at the time. And then I would notice that um, during my five minute breaks that I would have between work, I would go on dating apps. And I noticed that the success that I was having wasn't very high. And I was wondering because like, I, I'm pretty okay with talking to women and I'm, I'm not horribly looking so I was like how comes that I'm not succeeding in this online dating space and it was like up and coming and etc etc so then I was like hmm, I think there's more people who struggle with the problem of like having to figure out online dating while not really having the time to figure it out so then one of my projects um, got rounded off so it was finished and then I decided like okay do I want to start a new project do I want to build a new website or do I want to go this different route and help people support with like finding love and finding meaningful relationships through online dating perfect all right so from there then you began to dive into it you're like you know hey, i have a little bit of success here and i think i can maybe help other people um who did you first initially start working with was it just kind of friends and people you already knew or did you you know go out and make your own website given your experience or how did you jump into it 
Yeah. Um, well, I had the benefit of knowing how to build websites and uh, other marketing-related activities online. Uh, but of course, you first have to study the craft and you first have to figure out like, hey, what's exactly going on? Because if I cannot fix it for myself, <laughs> what am I going to like try to sell to other people, right? Well, what, what advice do I have for others? And I always... I think like the dating market is also like a very subjective market. So it's very easy for people to have some success with women, for example, to be like, oh, I'm going to be a dating coach. I always try to stay away from that. And I still don't really see myself as a dating coach because we get clients results. And like, that's like, we're not necessarily in the coaching business. We are like in the sporting business. Um, so I spent like six to 12 months, like learning, buying all the courses that were out there just to figure out like how everything was working. And then I'm just testing, right? So just having lots of messages, having lots of matches and just going back and forth and seeing like, hey, which principles work and which principles do not work. And also one thing that I noticed is because the market is not that saturated and so to say, it's not that there's that many um, very good online dating courses out there. Um, I had to like create my own formats and my own frameworks in order to make sense of what was going on because one thing that is going on with online dating is that you have a very pure form. Same with copywriting. You have a form where you do not have the ability to pronounce things in a certain way, or you do not have the way to have a certain vocal tonality that is attractive. The only thing that you have is letters on paper or letters on a screen. So it's very numbed down version of communication. So everything matters what you're saying, because when you say something face to face, you can notice if something is a joke, but that doesn't apply to online dating. So you need to be hyper aware of like, hey, does the other person have a big chance of like taking this the wrong way and ruining the whole interaction? So yeah, I, uh, I spent a lot of time figuring out like how that worked and then started working for clients. And of course, the first client is not going to be... Um, getting the, the best results, so to say. But from the start, we already had like clients to get dates on a regular basis from our service. Because like we try to like fix two problems with our service. One, we we are better at texting than the clients are. And that's not that difficult because most people are not that good at texting on dating apps. And then two is we put in the time. Because like the time, the issue, one of the issues that I also had when I was doing my marketing business, my SEO business, is that I did not have the time to put into it. So if you dedicate a time towards it, your results are going to be better. Mm, I love that. So you know, a lot of people, especially when you start talking busy professionals, um, are relying on the websites and the apps and the things like that to do it. Um, are, are those good approaches or is the good old fashioned just meeting somebody face to face still the best way to find, you know, a good person to date or, you know, maybe even possibly fall in love with? Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I'm not one of those people that is like, hey, I, I, I sell X and X is the only solution for your problem. Um, I 100% believe that you can meet amazing people through um, talking at um, um, events, talking to people at church, talking to people um, on the streets, talking to people in bars. Like there's a lot of different ways in order to get what you want and to find that person who is special. I do n I'm not convinced that online dating is the only avenue that you can use. But then again, um, uh, 40 to 50% of all new relationships that are getting formed right now are 
being made through online dating because it's just the easiest way. It's very easy to make a um, comparison with um, getting a taxi. Like, yes, right now you're, you it's still able to go into the streets. If you live in a city, uh, put your hand up and get a taxi. That's definitely a way to, to get from point A to point B. But like Uber is also an option or Lyft is also an option. So there's a lot of different options and they're, uh, let's say, easier and more predictable because similar with the taxi th format, you can at home, you can see the results that you're getting. So you don't have to go to the bars. You don't have to go to certain events. You don't have to do all those things. And at home, you're seeing the results. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's also side effects. I'm not saying online dating is like um, a format that doesn't have any downsides. Like you need to put in a certain amount of work in order for your profile to work. You cannot um, have the worst pictures ever and then think that um, that's going to net you the best results. Like with, with when you meet somebody in real life, let's say uh, you go to a gathering or a social event or a party, um, you are the person who you are. You have the ability to communicate, um, you, you put in your charm, all those kind of things. But within online dating, the only thing is at first you have the only thing that you have is the, your pictures. So if your pictures are not very well, the amount of matches that you have is very low. And to give you a statistic... 64% um, of the men have felt insecure due to the lack of messaging that they're getting. So more than half of the guys feel insecure from online dating. Now for women, I also have a problem. For women, 54% of all women felt overwhelmed by the number of matches. So there you see a big problem. You see the problem that women get a lot, a lot of matches and men often get very, very few matches unless they know what to do and you have a good profile. So there's multiple ways to roam, but online dating is definitely a very effective one in the current year of 2023, 2024, 2025. Perfect. I love that. So let's talk with a brand new person. You know, they finally got up the courage to start dating or they just got out of a relationship and they're back in the dating scene or whatever it might be. What is step one? What is the best thing that a person can do to begin the process of getting back into the dating world. One thing that you that you say is um, very good. It's like, how can you get back into the process? And that's also one thing that's very important. You need to analyze it and see like, hey, listen, this is a process. I'm not probably not going to meet the, the person of my dreams in the next month. That will probably take some time. That will probably take a certain amount of dates. That will take a certain amount of inputs in order for you to get what you want. So first, get your mindset right of like, hey, um, I'm in position A where I'm single. I want to get to position B where I'm not. What are the steps between A and B that are required for me to take? And what is realistic for me to get that done? So if you have like, okay, the chance of me meeting a person on a date and really getting it off, let's say that's um, like 10%. That means that you need 10 dates in order to find that person. So if you have a date every two weeks, that means you need to have 20 weeks in order for you to find that person. So that's kind of like the first thing. Um, have, the, have the right attitude towards dating. Don't feel like, oh, it didn't work out one week and then become sad, become depressed, become um, not wanting to go on the apps anymore because you had one bad date. It's totally okay. Same, same with like, we have clients who have never really done a lot of dating in their life that are like 30, 40, that are more introverted, more analytical. Um, 
they just don't have a lot of experience. And what we see with those clients that come on board is that um, the first couple of dates often just don't go very well. And that's totally fine. It's just that the person needs to get their confidence back. That person needs to get a certain level of skills and analyze like, hey, what went right on this date and what went wrong on this date. So that takes a process. So the first thing that you need to understand is like, hey, it's a process. Let me get on this process. I love that. Well, there are so many things that a person needs to know. Uh, and really, it probably does help to have at least a coach that's starting you out a little bit. Um, for people that would love to have you help them, what are some of the things that you can do for them? Yeah, so our goal is always to try to take away as much as possible from our clients. So we want to get the client's results. And that includes um analyzing the process and seeing like, hey, where can things go wrong and how can we support our client with that? So we first start with like, okay, um, the, the profile that they have and the pictures that they have. So we often advise clients to get new pictures. So the things that we would help them with is um, getting them a photo shoot. But before even getting on the photo shoot, we help them with styling advice. So we create a custom lookbook for each client. And in that lookbook, you have like six different outfits with all hyperlinks to a, a shop that you normally shop at. And then you can just buy a new set of clothes that you can wear on your on your photo shoot. So because like one of the things that we have have happened in the past is like a client would go in a photo shoot and we we see pictures back where he has like holes in his clothes or uh, clothes don't fit well or the clothes style is from ten years ago. So we try to avoid all of those things by giving him styling advice and and giving him links hyperlinks to web shops where he can buy the exact items that we want him to buy then we can help him set up with a photographer that is actually skilled in making photos for online dating because that's a science in itself. Not all photographers are going to be very good at making dating photos, to be honest, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of the reality. So after that, the profile is okay. We optimize our profile. We make a bio for them. And then we start doing all the matching. So we analyze, we have a document, partner preference. So they fill in like, hey, this is these are all the things that I'm looking for in, 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 in a match. So we, 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 based on that, we do all the matching. And then once the matches have been made, we do all the texting. So we analyze the way that I previously text. We copy the lines, improve the lines, and then have conversations. And instead of the client having to say a hundred times, like, hey, my hobbies are playing golf and going to a museum, like we say it for the client. And then after that is over, um, the client goes on a date. We help them with like, hey, how, what kind of dates would you like to go on? Which kind of dates should you avoid? For example, don't go on dinners, have like drinks, go to the park, have ice cream, something low key. But we also like make it adjusted to the client's preferences and needs and wants, right? So like certain clients will just be super busy. So they only have time for like 15 to 30 minutes coffee somewhere. Other people want to have like dates that are like two to three hours. So after that is solved, then um, the chances of them getting into relationships are quite high. I love that. So somebody that wants to work with you, how do they get in contact with you? Um, you can go to hovalo.com. So hovalo is our business, um, H-O-V-A-L-O.com. So that's uh, the place where people can find us. Well... I really appreciate you spending some time with us here today, Cohen. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Dating can be scary. Relationships can be something that seem, well, frankly, they seem impossible some days. And yet there is a way to find success. We can find ourselves finding success when we simply do the things that 
are quote unquote right. Um, you know, there's a system to just about everything. There is a reason why we brush our teeth, comb our hair, put on nice clothes, um, learn how to articulate ourselves, all of those different kind of things in all the different levels of our life. So whether it be dating success or recruiting success or even removing those subconscious blocks that you have in your life so you can have success in your business, in your sales, in your marketing, um, we really want to help you on your journey to finding success. And I hope that you found some of that today as you were listening to these folks. They brought you some really, really great information to help you know, and I want you to hear this, success is yours. It was meant for you. You were born to it, created for it. There is a reason for you, and it is so that you can find yourself finding success. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created, absolutely you were created for a purpose. And the world, the world needs you. We want you to be successful. We need you to be successful. Because if you maximize today, that's right, just do the best that you can do today. You will make the world that we all live in a better place. You will allow all of us to flourish, 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 and thrive, and find success in our lives too. As we live as a thriving entrepreneur, as you live as a thriving entrepreneur, as each of us just takes a hold of this really cool thing called today, and we make that difference that only we can make. What an amazing way to live your life. How better can you be a thriving entrepreneur than really truly finding success and then being able to sh share that success that you've had with the people in your life, those that are important to you, those that you love, and every single person that comes across your path. You can be a ray of sunshine. You can be a beacon of hope and change in folks' life just because you spent the time to investigate and work on what it takes to go through the process of finding success. I really want that for you. I'm excited for you on this journey every day. I love bringing guests to you, helping you see how you can live as a thriving entrepreneur so that you can live every day of your life living, loving, and thriving as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you are happy, safe, warm, and loved, that you know how special you are, that you maximize today, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. My name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, 
publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors. And you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today.